What is up, Wholesale to Moon family? I hope you are having a great day. So in this episode, I'm going to talk about how to deal with cash buyer. You see, I think a lot of people out there talks about how to find the motivated seller, how to deal with seller, how to get pictures, how to set up showings, how to get the motivated seller leads, yada, 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 all of that. But I don't think a whole lot of... Um, a whole lot of people are teaching how to deal with the cash, the buyers, all right? But your King Kong man will show you, and I'll give you uh, some tips, some strategies working with your cash buyer. Um, so today I was on a, a meeting, on a 2K web class meeting with a gentleman, and uh, he's kind of one-man show doing everything himself. Um, you know, he has been in the business for a long time, started out as a fix and flipper like I did. And then obviously, uh, lifestyle was crazy. Um, so merging to wholesaling. And then um, he has a cash buyer that is a very uh, good cash buyer that buys a lot of his deals, but recently found out that he made um, too much on one of his deal and got upset and got butt hurt. So decided, you know what? Um, I don't want like, obviously now it costs some, um, some conflict. And then the cash buyer told him that it, there's, you know, he's not right for him to make more as a wholesaler than it is, uh, for him to fix and flip the property. So listen, listen, listen up. I'm going to give you some tips and this is, you know, this is things that I learned throughout my journey and it's through experience. It's not something that you read in a book or anybody's going to tell you about this. Okay. So when I, you know, when I started to, I ran into the same situations, you know, um, buyers, you know, being upset about how much we're making as a wholesaler. They don't understand all the costs, all the times, all the effort, all the energy that we put in um, to find them, them good deals. Right. And a lot of them, you know, not a lot, but I'm, I'm, you know, some of them does worry about how much we're making as a wholesaler and say, oh, you guys should only make five to 10,000, blah, 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 blah. Screw you, dude. I make as much as I make as much as I want to. Okay, so you know, as long as it, a num the number makes sense. I mean, I don't. To me, it doesn't make sense that you know they limit how much we can make, and we can't limit how much they they make, right? So let's just say they get into a flip off, and the market goes up or whatever it is. They thought that the property's only worth hundred, and then all of a sudden they got bid up, and they they now uh, sold the property for one twenty. Well, dude, should we go to them and say like, well, you know what? The ARV is a hundred, and you sold for one twenty. You need to give me some extra money, dude. You know what I'm saying, man. So, you know there are cool buyers out there, you know, right? And there are also jerks out there that's afraid of how much worry about how much other people make. Why don't they just focus on how much they're making, right? So, so I'm going to show you, share with you how to, you know, uh, prevent or cause the conflict of this kind of stuff that comes up. You know what I mean? I mean, eventually, as you grow, as you build your empire, um, you're going to build up so much cash buyer that you're not going to care about the one that worries about how much you're making. If they care about how much you're making, you would be like, you know what? Screw you, man. I ain't going to do the business with you anymore, dude. <laughs> you know what I mean? But as you're but as you are starting out, maybe you have limited cash buyer. And this one to this one is a very good buy from him that bought a lot of property from him. But the guy went back and checks the uh, tax record and 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 um and found out how much he was um I guess he was making. He must have done a double closing on this deal. Um so let me share with you. So from now on, starting from today, like right now, okay, you need to understand that you're not the only one that's on the deal. You have a partner, two partners, three partners. The bigger the assignment fee is, the more partners you have. 
<laughs> All right. The bigger the assignment fee is, the the bigger, um, the more partners you have uh, on it. Okay. And the reason why you guys, I mean, look, the reason why you want to do that is because, listen, I don't see why it would matter if we put, okay, we got a prop, we put out for $100,000, right? The buyer did their walkthrough, did their inspections, do everything, and they're happy with it. They're happy with it because they know that they're going to make X amount of profit, right? Based on their calculation, and they're happy. And then all of a sudden, when they find out that we make more than them or a lot or whatever it is, that X amount that they're not happy. Like, how, like to me, how does that make sense? Like, why are you worried about how much I'm making, man? Why don't you worry about, you know, as long as the number makes sense for you, if you want to negotiate, then why don't you negotiate the beginning, right? If the number doesn't work for you, why don't you negotiate the beginning, right? So to me, it's, it's, but anyways, so starting from right now, you are part, you have partners on every single deal. All right. You're not a decision maker. Everything that the buyers say, you say, OK, let me take it back to my partner. I don't care if you're a one man, one woman show. I want you to put a partner in between. So, for example, if you make twenty thousand dollars on your wholesale fee, you're like, hey, I got a partner on this. So I'm actually only making ten thousand. So the buyer is less but hurt. You're right. So I hope that makes sense, man. I really hope that makes sense. But. Man, I used to fall into this trap uh, too. It's I deal with, and then buyer gets upset and all that. It costs a bunch of conflict and yada 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 yada. Right? I mean, you can do the double closing, but obviously, when you do a double closing, guess what? Um, you know, if it's a hundred thousand dollar property or fifty thousand or sixty thousand, it's not a big deal. But man, when you're talking about three, four hundred thousand uh, dollars piece of property, if you do a double closing, Typically, you know, it's three. You you got to take three percent of that as 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 far as the closing costs because you got to pay for your um your buyers now because you become the buyer with the seller. So you got to pay for that that closing cost with the, of the seller because you told the seller on the contract that hey, I'm gonna pay for all your closing costs. So when you become the buyer, you're gonna pay for all the closing costs, and then when your buyer, your buyer will pay for your closing costs. Does that make sense? So three, you know, so typical closing costs, you know, without realtor fees and all that, roughly in my in our area, uh, it's about three percent. But I, I would say probably, you know, three to four percent uh, within that you should be safe. So on a three or four hundred thousand dollars, three percent of that, that is a lot of money, man. <laughs> right. So that's a lot of money. But, you know, if it's a large assignment fee where, um, you know, if it's a big assignment fee and, and you have to lose X amount, you know, I. I typically would do it if it's like a $40,000, $50,000 wholesale fee. You know, if it's a third, it really depends on which market you're in and and and, uh, and your buyer. If you feel like that buyer's going to have an issue, um, you know, on a $30,000 and you say, hey, I got a partner in on this deal, so I only actually make $15,000, right? I mean, that's kind of how the buyer looks at it. Buyer said, oh, he, they got a partner on it, so they're going to split it. So they, he actually only make $15,000 on this deal. So that way they're not as butthurt, okay, which they're not supposed to anyway because they worry about how much we're making instead of focus on their own game, man. If they think that they can go out and find the deals better, then why don't they do it, man? And they would know, dude, and then they would realize how hard it is um, to find these deals, you know, putting system, putting team in place, right? Like, you know, I mean, we're running a business just like they do, you know, right? We want to be profitable and all that. It, it, it shouldn't make sense. It shouldn't matter. You know, if, if, if I think if the buy was unhappy with the price, then they shouldn't negotiate upfront. Hey, you know what, Colin, that price doesn't work, man. I, I can't be at a hundred thousand to make it work. I need to be at 90,000. 
So at that time, as a wholesaler, we determine what what if we can make it work or not, if we can reduce our assignment fee or whatever it is. But once they agree to it, that means they're happy with it, they're satisfied with it. Why would they turn around and get upset when they find out how much we make? Comprende, agree or disagree? I want to hear from you. So that's that's a tip that I, I, I want to give to you today. So regardless of you're working with seller or you're working with buyers or anything like that in the future, I'm telling you, man, you put a third party in the between there and visible partners in between to make sure that you're not a decision maker. I promise you, you're going to help eliminate a lot of conflict, a lot, a lot of conflict, a lot of confrontational between you and the whoever that is, right? So let's just even say that you go back and, um, you know, it, well, maybe let's just say you do some negotiating. Right. And then you you just tell the other party, hey, you know what? I I I, I want to fight for you. I want to make the number work for you. I mean, this is what they do at the car dealership. Right. They take it. And I'm going to bring it to my per my manager, but they ain't going to bring it nowhere, man. They already know how low they can go and things like that. I mean, you know, sometimes I, I mean, I mean, OK, there's time where they're going to bring it to their manager and their manager going to say this and that. But, you know, that's pretty much what people do, man. It's just a, another strategy. It's just a tactic. It's just another ways to get around things and not causing any conflict, man. You know, when, when I go and negotiate, I just tell them, Hey, you know what? I, I'm going to fight for you to make this work. I understood. And e even deposit when it comes to a, a non-refundable, you ask your buyer how much a non-refundable they can put down. If they say, um, I can only do a thousand bucks or 2000 or 5,000. You'd be like, well, let me, you know, I, I, you know, if they say, Oh, I can only put a, a $500. Well, um, I don't know. I think that is too little. I mean, I'm going to talk to my partner about it, but our, you know, our my my partner typically likes to see X amount. So that way you're not the one that's putting the pressure. You're not the one that, you know what I'm saying? So, and if you ever have to renegotiate, you know, you can make your partner as a bad guy and you're the good guy. You know what I'm saying? Hey, I'm, I'm fighting for you, but man, my, my partner, you know, to get this deal, you know, he or she got some other buyers on this. You know, if you can put a thousand on refundable, I'm, uh, you know, I can talk to my partner, get this deal sold to him, and then let's let's get this moving forward and let's get this closed. You see what I'm saying? So that way they're not negotiating with you. Okay, listen, let me ask you this question: When we talk to the seller, why do we want to talk to the the decision maker? Because we want to pull a number, we want to get the commitment, we want to lock them in at that time. That's why we want to talk to the uh, the decision maker. If they say, well, I got to talk to my wife. Now we know that they're not in control. So no matter what we say, they're not in control. They can't make a decisions, right? And um, so same thing when you deal with your buyers. They tell you this. You can go back and you can tell your partner you come back. And, 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 and you know what I mean? So, I mean, so to me, that's how I leverage. That's how I kind of deal with things. And to go around um, the whole big assignment fee without doing a double closing, without getting the buyers, um, you know, obviously getting their feeling hurts or butt hurt or whatever it is, you know, because listen, man, we're all human, right? We're all human. I know sometimes that people look at and say, whoa, that's a lot. You know, I'm going to spend three months to fix this and I only make this and you're going to make that. You know what I'm saying? So I'm just showing you a way to to to, to not to not put yourself in that position's um, if not necessary. So I hope that this, um, I hope that you'll find a lot of value in this. I know I haven't done one of this in a while. It's just been super busy. I'm getting ready to go to the Las Vegas event, November 8th, November 9th to, uh, speak at a, um, a real estate event. So this will be my second time. I got to tell you, man, I am a little nervous. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, I hope I don't have state, uh, a stage fright. 
Um, but I can tell you I am a little bit nervous. Um, I mean, I, I know I'm not like nervous, nervous right now, but man, I, I think when it comes to actually, I, I, I will be nervous. So hopefully you guys will be there to support me. Um, and I obviously would love to meet you in person. Um, so if you haven't bought your tickets, I don't even know if this is going to make it there. Um, but anyway, I'll put it out there. It's a hundred K club conference.com. You can get your ticket. There. It's like a hundred, 197 bucks or something like that. You can attend a live webinar or you can obviously attend in person. Um, but, uh, anyways, um, also too, if you haven't followed me on YouTube, hit me up on YouTube, go to wholesale to millions, wholesale to millions. And on Instagram, it's Kong, K-H-A-N-G dot W-T-M. And I want to say thank you so much for every single one of you guys that are listening. Um, for those of you who haven't done your first deal, you're still in this. You're true trying to close your first deal. You're still going at it. Um, bravo to you. Um, stick with it. Don't give up. Just keep going. And I promise you, I promise you the result will come. Um, sometimes, you know, it happens quicker for others. Sometimes it happens slower for others. So it took me six months to do my first deal because, um, and I did it and I'm here where I am because I didn't quit. I didn't give up. I just keep on going. Um, as slow as I was going, I just kept on going each and every single day. And that's all you can do. Do, do the best that you can, uh, control the controllable and anything that's uncontrollable. Just let it be, just let it flow, be natural. And, um, you know, um, I believe everything happened, happened for a reason and you can't, you know, you can't connect the dots. You can only connect. You can't connect the dot looking forward. You can only connect the dot by looking backward. And one day you will know why everything happens the way it's supposed to happen. So if you're going through some tough time right now, stick with it. Push through. I promise you the sun is on the other side and your day to shine will come. Until next time, take care. Have a great rest of your day and ciao.